Welcome to Pixel Pizza. Did she say pizza? Your ultimate source for chiptunes, video game talk, and pepperoni. Delivered to you from Los Angeles and into the digital cyberspace of the 2020s. Pizza power! That's right, when super giant pizza. I want a large, thick crust with double cheese, ham, pepperoni. Hey, where's my pizza? Pizza time. Step on in. Welcome to Pixel Pizza. That's right. We are back for week 10. One oh, Big special episode for you. Well, not that special, but cool to be at this number. Very auspicious. Very exciting that we have made it for 10 straight weeks. And we are going to continue full steam ahead doing some awesome stuff. And today we are going to be talking with a good friend of mine, someone who is probably my oldest and closest friend, and she has a bunch of credits to her name in the game industry. She is a composer. She is a sound designer of renown, and her name is Elisa Menez. So I think it's going to be a fun episode. It's going to be a little bit more laid back. I think we'll get into some of her history for sure, but also just it's going to be two friends chatting, so a little bit different, but exciting all the same. I think it should be a good time. So listen in, and of course, because she is someone who does a lot of music, we're going to have her music on. That's right. It's not going to be chip tune this week. It's not really her jam, but it is video game related. That is right. So there's another 10 this week, another 10 this year. It is the 10th anniversary of a very special video game, one that means a lot to me. It means a lot to my guest. Probably means a lot to some of you if you played it back on the 3DS. That is right. I am talking about Kid Icarus Uprising, made by the great Masahiro Sakurai. Classic game, well-beloved by people who have strong hands. People who have weak hands are wimps and criticize that game too much. So, sorry for you. But you have strong ears if you're listening to this episode. Anyway, we're going to listen to this cover she did. She did a few covers for uh, her album EP, Meet the Light. That is right. So we are going to launch into the first track that Elisa has brought us. And that is called Dark Pit, named after the character in the game. So... Enjoy, and we'll be with you with some talk after the song. All right, enjoy.
Welcome back to Pixel Pizza. You just listened to Dark Pit off the EP Meet the Light. Very classic track, six years old, but still rocking to commemorate the 10th anniversary of a very special game, Kid Icarus Uprising. But we talked about that before the musical break. So out with the old, in with the new. We are here with our very awesome guest. I've known her for a long time. You guys are about to get to know her. She was on the first iteration of Pixel Pizza when it was in Boston. Uh, so yeah, it's Elisa, Elisa Menas. Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, Jared. It's awesome being here with you. I'm super happy to uh, get to chat with the friends. And yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun on Pixel Pizza Classic. Yeah. So I'm excited to be in Pixel Pizza 2020, wait, it's 2022, 2022. So That's right. <laughs> 2022, we're here. Yeah. Uh, we're we back. made it. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> War and destruction and oh, yeah. everything, we made it. Just just that stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I like to start off the episodes. People may not know about you. When was the time in your life? What sort of sparked you and made you want to work on games? I mean, I've been playing games my uh, my whole life, just as long as I can remember, like since I was like three years old. Um, you know, I have a lot of memories like playing like Mario and other like Nintendo games. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, I've always loved games and I've always loved music. I've uh, been obsessed with music as long as I remember as well so it just kind of made sense to uh you know to want to work on games so um you know while I don't work on many games these days I had like a lot of great opportunity um to work on a lot of games so like around uh, 2014 you know I started doing game jams and I wanted to get involved in making music for games and yeah, I spent about uh, seven or eight years working on uh, various game titles, uh, even learning to like make my own games a little bit. Um, I worked on uh, Blackwell, Just Cause, um, a lot of uh, a lot of cool games. So yeah, um, I just yeah one day it just hit me. I just wanted to to do this and make music for games. So uh, nice. I started working on that. Yeah. So awesome. You've had quite a journey. Uh, where would you say like the sound design came in in addition to the composition? So that's that's uh, funny because like um I noticed a lot in like indie game kind of the communities that I was part of. Uh a lot of uh designers were more focused on kind of like short experience games. So you know, I kind of got into it like thinking, oh, I'm gonna score like an RPG and write all these tracks, but uh, realistically, um, it makes a lot more sense for indies, you know, or starting at the same level as I was to put out smaller experience games. And those games might've needed maybe one or two tracks tops, but needed a lot of, um, sound effects is kind of the nature of those games. So a lot of, um, indie game developers, uh, that I knew were looking for people who could not just make music, but do sound effects too. And I realized there were a lot of opportunities for, sound design so um kind of out of necessity i was just asked on you know a project i was working on if i can do sound effects and 
I said yes. I kind of agreed to it without realizing that, oh, maybe, uh, you know, can I actually do this? Um, but I learned, I worked hard at it and um, yeah. Uh, and it just became um, another uh, another good skill to have, you know? Uh, so definitely learn sound design if you want to get into uh, game audio too. For sure. What was like the first sound effect or the first the first music track you had to write for a game when you were just like, Sorry. Well, uh, oh, um, honestly, it's been so long. It's hard to, um, the first sound effect I think I had to make was like this, uh, buzzer sound, like a game show, like, eh, you're wrong, you know? Um, and I remember like really struggling with that. Um, uh, I don't think I did a good job. I used like a trombone mouthpiece and I think distorted it or something. Um, you know, uh, so I tried that. Um, that wasn't the first sound effect I made, though. The first sound effect I got to make was for a game jam. And it was like this like brain slug game. And they like <laughs> kind of it's it not totally not ripping off Futurama uh, uh, or inspired by Futurama, I should say. Um, so, yeah, the brain slugs like attach and detach. And the um, the person uh, who was making that game like wanted me to like do something with like, you know, like applesauce or whatever. And I was like, well, I don't want to get food on my kitchen floor. Or I don't want to make a mess or anything. So I just used my mouth and I just made this like really disgusting attaching, detaching, like slimy sounds. I can demonstrate it if you want. All right. This is an audio format. You certainly could. <laughs> so uh, it's really gross. Um, so just prepare. It's like this, like, <sighs> like that's like really gross. Kind of like attaching detaching sounds that's great that totally that that would convince me if i wasn't if i wasn't looking i would that's that's the magic of sound design though yeah. you you see what you hear with your eyes right yes yeah <laughs> so that's uh that that was uh so that was my first like game sound effect but uh the buzzer one was the first one i was like paid to make i guess <laughs> yeah uh and so is something you know for you you've worked a lot of freelance worked with a lot of different developers what's it kind of like when you're like just brought into a new team how do you adapt and like collaborate with their uh I don't know style they've already got I mean there's um it was different for like every game that I was bought on and, and, you know, I worked on like a variety of projects. So some games I was kind of, uh, there from, you know, early stages where it was kind of more of like a collaborative process. Um, I was working on one game and never, we never really went past, a, a basic like demo in unity, unfortunately, but, um, where I was like there since like day one. And that was like very much a collaborative process. And then I was bought onto other projects, like, a little bit like later on um you know again just a kind of variety of projects like ranging from like oh you know this is just a few people making this to like this is like a big company and we're actually working on this um like bigger projects that i worked on uh like uh just cause and kind of want to talk another project with you today um you know there was like you know kind of like a workflow already in place and kind of having to yeah in those cases i'm just kind of like given stuff to do and you have to do this and this is what it sounds like and 
Um, so, you know, it really, really, uh, depends, uh, you know, uh, just, I guess the scope of the project and, you know, whether it's like a small indie thing or like a bigger AAA project or a, um, Kickstarter game for a popular internet comic that, <laughs> you know, uh, went through several iterations and ultimately kind of came out, I guess, even though it was three teams later. Oh, wow. I, I think you, you know, I not, I, I, story to the end. <laughs> What's that? I didn't follow that story to the end. I don't think anyone, well, do, do people, I mean, I couldn't even get past the first page. Like there was like a guy with no arms and I just didn't understand. Oh no. I meant like the story of the development, but not that either. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I found out like years after the fact that the game did come out. Hmm. It's like, oh, it's like kind of like EC or X after a few years and they're doing all right. They got like a kid or whatever and a dog and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> It's cool, you know. Yeah. yeah. Different places now. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, something that I've always admired about you is that, you know, when we're at conferences or conventions, you are always so good about networking and making connections and keeping connections. And I mean, you know, obviously things have changed with that so mm. much now yeah but i guess i mean i don't know if it's something you've been doing since you have sort of moved away from games as like a central thing but like yeah yeah is that something how how have you been kind of approaching it if you've had to do any networking yeah i mean um i i mean you know i haven't been to like an event in a while but um you know i made a lot of friends during all of that and um I almost don't like the word networking because it is, you know, to me, it kind of like implies like, oh, I'm here, I'm handing out my business cards and stuff. Like, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, you know, you want to go with like the intent to like make friends and make connections and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, and it's really nice. I met a lot of really nice people, you know, um, that I'm still friends with. You know, we met, I mean, uh, through PAX, but you know, so not exactly doing everything thing, but, you know, we've been friends for a very long time and stuff like that, I think, is uh, really important. So, you know, it's good to just kind of go and uh, meet people and make friends. And, um, you know, I try to just, uh, you know, I try to like check in with people once in a while and keep up on Twitter. And if I see, you know, someone's like putting out something cool, I want to like be there and be like, yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, you know, kind of check out what they're doing, you know, when I can. And, um, you know, uh, you just stop in for a second, even to just like kind of listen to whatever people's doing or kind of like take a look at like a game they're working on and just, uh, you know, just kind of like, uh, show like support and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't really been to any events. I know GDC is going on right now. And, um, yeah, sometimes some of like the, uh, big events are a little, little hard for me, like, uh, in terms of just kind of like bandwidth these days, but you know, I still think it's cool. Sorry, that got a little, a little rambly. No, no, no. Yeah. All, all good information for sure. Yeah. And so something gaming centric that I know you've been involved with for a while is that you 
have been the organizer and conductor of the Montclair Gaming Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, um, actually, we have rebranded. Um, yeah, so um, we used to be the Montclair Gamer Symphony Orchestra, but people keep asking, hey, are you with Montclair State University? I'm like, no, we're mostly in our 30s, you know, <laughs> so we're not with the school. And it was actually kind of like um, deterring some people from joining because they thought it was like a school thing. Oh. And, you know, we wanted to kind of also um, kind of be able to like play shows kind of outside of the Montclair area and not be associated with one town or one county. So we are now the New Jersey Gamer Symphony Orchestra, which is Ooh. very exciting. That's a very new name for us as of this season. The season being a season that has lasted for two years. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> um, so yeah, our we're going to have our first concert coming up on Sunday, April 10th. Um, yeah, limited seating, um, unfortunately, this time around, but we'll be online with our concert a few weeks after. Uh, yeah, that'll be our first concert under the new name, New Jersey Gamer Symphony Orchestra. So that's right. really exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. We're going to be playing a lot of great selections from um, uh, Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. in honor of Sora getting into Smash, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Civilization 4, the one where Gandhi kills everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else i always forget uh crash crash bandicoot we're gonna be doing the whole insane it's gonna be like an insane uh premiere of the insane trilogy and um there are so many. oh terrier the forgotten city from guild wars uh by lena rain so oh, we got, yeah yeah we got a really good shout out to lena rain awesome composer um yeah so uh that's gonna be a super fun program that's in three weeks so i gotta i gotta get ready actually have to send out a rehearsal plan email after this oh have you have you moved back to like have you done a bunch of in-person rehearsals yeah we've been doing so we went back to in-person rehearsals so we were like on a hiatus like starting march 2020 when the whole world Mm -hmm. shut down uh and then we um we kind of didn't want to come back until like I think it was September 2021. We came back, you know, starting to look safe. Um, you know, so we came back. Um, you know, it came with some like kind of just COVID policies, safety policies, all that. Came back with that. Uh, and then we uh, we were gonna ha- we were going to have a concert in January, but then the Omicron Percy I eight variants. <laughs> comes to town and kind of puts a damper on everyone's plans so yeah um there was that uh i actually had uh covid which is not fun yeah i mean it wasn't that bad but still um so yeah we had to postpone our concert uh it's kind of not a bad thing because now we're really able to polish our music a lot more and um yeah so um we're finally gonna have the concert uh come come hell or high water you know all right it's gonna yeah. happen it's gonna happen covid stay away yeah yes can't come here covid or anywhere go go away forever what track was like the hardest to arrange for an orchestra um wow uh like in this season or maybe in general i guess or whichever is immediately comes to mind hmm um i mean it, it it's like 
there's definitely some game tracks out there that just don't really lend itself to full orchestra music and kind of like more like electronic based stuff um but i can't think of any like really specific examples um i know uh we um we were working on a xenoblade arrangement that one of our rangers uh did for saxophones instead of like guitars and stuff which actually came out really cool um you know it actually uh it actually worked you know it, came, it was a great idea um but then um you know as we're a community orchestra sometimes like you know we'll have more strings one season and then more woodwinds and then like kind of membership will uh fluctuate a little bit because that's just the nature of a community orchestra yeah. so um yeah so uh this season we only have a few saxophone players they're holding on the fort very well but it was hard to perform that piece because it was like written exclusively for that section so you know that um you know so some, some sometimes stuff like that happens um but uh yeah usually we try to pick pieces that like will lend itself well to an orchestra and we're learning a lot uh, all the arrangers in the group are learning a lot too about what lends itself well to orchestra and what might not necessarily do that. We also do a lot of like small ensemble pieces as well and kind of like make use of like unique instrumentation where we need to. Um, but yeah, um, you know, just if anyone's interested in arranging music, just, uh, just try to keep in mind, like, I guess the um, instrumentation of the song, sometimes like something that's like very like electronic might not sound good as like an orchestral realization like it's written for electronic music um and instruments like for a reason and that's where it sounds best so mm -hmm. um just some things to keep in mind but i i know you were telling me you've got a new album you're working on yeah uh doesn't have a title yet um uh, but i'm just working on just some like uh original song ideas uh i um yeah, I'm looking at my guitars right now. Uh, so just like some lyrics and just kind of like some stuff that I've experienced um, over like the past year. Um, it, to me, it's kind of just like, um, kind of just like cathartic to help myself get over just, um, uh, you know, like bad stuff that's happened to me and everything. And to me, it's kind of like, I get to kind of like feel empowered and move on and everything and put, uh, my experiences to music so yeah i'm working on uh this album it's really exciting i got some uh i've been working on kind of like building out like um my gear and just like uh uh picking up some like pedals to kind of like grow my sounds uh i got a cool like baritone guitar which i'm excited about mm. uh and yeah i got some drafts of some songs and it's just been fun i've just been pretty inspired to sit down and just like um play something and record it you know, I've been feeling like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of ideas lately, which has been great. I also have some songs that I've written for games in the past that for one reason or another haven't come out. And I'm just like, okay, you know, I can do something with this. I can take this song and I can like, you know, rework it. And this is actually like a really cool song. Like, uh, I write like a lot of like rock songs and stuff for games. So I have a couple of those and I'm just, uh, reworking and I'm just gonna, I'm working on just writing some lyrics for them and uh, taking voice lessons that I want to sing too and uh, taking guitar lessons even for the first time in like 17 years, which is really exciting. Uh, so yeah, I don't know when this is going to come out. Uh, so 20 eventually, I guess, who knows? 
Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's exciting and yeah, yeah. That's really exciting, definitely. Mm-hmm. As a creative person, when you have those juices flowing, when you have the ideas, you gotta run with it. You gotta. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I um, uh, you know, I have like my notes on my phone, and just like if I come up with like some like lyrical ideas, I'll just um, type it out. Or if I'm driving and I come up with like a melody, I'll just like put the recorder on and I'll just like sing into it and just. Yeah, it's like right in the moment. You really have to like capture that and just start like playing. And it's really cool how like it takes shape like so quickly, you know. Uh, you know too. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. you're very creative too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, yeah, actually, I had a family friend, a close family friend who his wife uh, passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And he's a musician. And so he wrote like a whole album. Uh, oh wow! Sort of, you know, process his feelings mm-hmm. and yeah, that's perform it, and it was a really moving experience. Oh, I, I, I bet. No, I'm really sorry to hear that. That's 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 honestly terrible. Like, yeah. I can't fathom, you know, like that kind of like that loss. But you know, uh, it's really nice that you know he got to honor her like through like you know his music and everything and yeah like music has this really just moving uh, you know effects like it's uh yeah it's just something that's just so just just so just so incredible like how yeah like how how you know how emotional like how moving it can be yeah it really really uh conveys feelings and Mm -hmm. such such a universal way it really is you know uh i think i think there's some quote that like music speaks where words fail or something like that that i like a lot that's a good one yeah so i guess on well, maybe we should wait until a lighter note to <laughs> a musical break but uh i do want to get to our middle song for the episode and so that is going to be another track off of meet the light and this is probably my favorite this is hades oh yeah who doesn't like hades oh he's the best (laughs) oh listen to that one and we will be back shortly
I would love to talk about that track. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Absolutely. Talk about the album. This is Yeah. Well, we, we, we I know. Kid Icarus. This is exciting. Yes, the 10-year anniversary and yes. what does Pit get? Kazia throws him into <laughs> a pit. Yeah. And he dies. Right. <laughs> um yeah, no, uh that track was so much fun to do cuz uh the original like version of Hades' theme is like just really dark and scary and just it sounds like fire and brimstone and it's just like you know uh it's the theme of like this the most callous nintendo villain of all time mm-hmm. and you have the choir and just like you just hear like hellfire and all that and then i i don't know i was doing this cover album uh i wanted to do something for the uh 30th anniversary of the kid icarus series and um I was just, I don't know, I was just going through the uh, Uprising soundtrack and I was just listening to tracks. I was like, what can I, um, what can I cover? And then uh, I'm listening to Hades' theme and I don't know like what like demented idea got into my head. <laughs> I was just like, I like jazz. Do you like jazz? <laughs> I like jazz, you know? And of course I had to make a B-movie reference because I, um, I you yeah. know, <laughs> This episode without a B movie or DreamWorks reference of any kind. Jared, you like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like jazz, and you know, um, I went to the piano and it's kind of like sort of vibing. And I can't play piano that that well, but I just kind of went for it and. I I don't know I was just really proud of myself you know wanted to be like look what I did um and so I just started recording that and I just think it fits Hades's character so well because he's just so like smarmy and like he's got this charm about him yeah like oh morning do good us and just you know (laughs) I just thought that like the 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 smoky jazz clubs fit his character so well I always yeah. imagine this was the track that would play when Hades is like off the clock and he's at the bar <laughs> having a drink. Yes. Oh my God. It, it sounds like something out of like Death in Taxes. I don't know if you yes. played that game. Yes. Oh my God. I knew you would have played that game. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, it, it is. It is. He's like, he's got his, or he's at home. He's listening to his records. Yeah. He's got his scotch. He's got his feet up <laughs> on his ottoman. Right. <laughs> Uh, I love that track. I'm super happy with it. And um, I, I think, you know, Dan Remy, the horn player, right? Yes. Yeah. The, the legends, the, the man, the myth, the legend, wow. Dan Remy. Um, he played the horn uh, part on it. And, you know, you didn't think that no one who would have thought the jazz horn was a thing. Oh. And I'm talking, you know, um, I hate, this is technically a misnomer, but French horn, jazz French horn, you know, mm-hmm. but he he plays it so well where where is that horn from originally if not france that's a very good question i think maybe like germany or something okay you've actually stumped me because i don't know Uh, dan remy would know i think you should talk to him you should have him be a a guest he would he would come on this show he would absolutely do it 
yes, I definitely want to talk to him, but to resolve this right now, I'm going to. Oh, yeah. The French horn is not actually French. And the English horn is not English. The English horn is also a big oboe. So it's a different instrumental family. But I don't know where the French quote horn is from. Okay. You were right. It can be traced back to 18th century hunting horns, which were used by hunters in France and Germany. So Germany. Oh, okay. So it's like the half French horn, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we solved this mystery. This, Mm -hmm. yeah, musical mystery. Yeah. Very cool. I feel, I feel good. I feel like I can sleep now. Yes, that was that was very important. We, yeah, um, I would have woken up at three in the morning, like in a cold sweat, like French horn. <laughs> Where's it from? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. And now you know two listeners. So was that the first song that you wrote for that EP, or? Um. Wow. Good. Um. Definitely not. I think the first one. I think they kind of came in order, to be honest. Hmm. So, uh, or maybe. The Destroyed Sky World, which is the third track, and The Dark Pit, I think were probably simultaneous, because I really love um, Destroyed Sky World's like one of my favorite tracks oh, yeah. off the OST, like hands down. I just think it's so compositionally bold for, you know, just um, and so incredible. I was just on my um, friend John Rob's YouTube channel talking about this track, mm-hmm. and we did a video about um, or he did a video about the Kid Icarus music for the 10th anniversary of the game and he had me as a guest speaker since I have a PhD in Kid Icarus-ology <laughs> <laughs> and music theory so um, yeah so I got to talk about that track but uh, yeah uh, I think I think the Dark Pit and the uh, Destroyed Skyworld were like about the same I don't know I said I went in order but maybe not uh so I think I did the home one next and I think I just needed something to like round it out. And I think that's where like uh, the, the the divine or the hellish inspiration from Hades came from. <laughs> yeah, I got to have the yin with the yang. Yeah, I got to have the jazz with the right. uh, <laughs> with the other genres of music that aren't jazz. <laughs> this album does feature a lot of genres of music, which I'm also pretty proud of. Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It explores, what did, what did, um, what did uh steven say about it i don't remember oh him and his brother had the uh yes, they gave it a very glowing review yeah yeah mm-hmm. all four corners of music yes. <laughs> yeah it's great i had that card with his review in that uh still in my car oh, the i keep it like card? no the uh, the uh, little flyers that i have oh. i put everywhere at magfest yes yes <laughs> that was that was a fun night that was great just sticking it ever in the tree up on the side <laughs> just everywhere plastering the mirror with it Through gorilla running, marketing. yes running around at three in the morning yeah. do you remember dan remy's um promo of it oh god but in the uh in the in the magfest like um not like the cafe but i guess it's like one of those like cafe with like a little like food stand and stuff and we're waiting yeah. online he's just like and we put the the flyer in the uh the fridge with all the electric <laughs> stuff he's like oh yeah you want you, you know you're you're uh you're tired you want something but you don't want caffeine and you see this pepsi and maybe like whoa what is that like <laughs> acumenas at bandcamp.com 
But why are they meeting the light? Yeah. Oh my god. Until you gotta have Dan come on the show. Oh, for sure. All right. Petition. I'm gonna petition to get okay. Dan and me on the oh, show. Right. Yeah, get him. <laughs> get him to listen. Yeah. So this. What What is your favorite Kid Icarus memory uprising memory? Oh, um, I just. I just think playing the game the first time and just kind of like, well, first of all, like, I feel like every time I played the game and kind of progressed through the story for the first time, I was just like blown away every time. Mm. At first, I didn't realize the game was going to be fully voiced. I don't like to look at previews of games. I just like to go in blind. I think it's more fun that way. So I had no idea the game was fully voiced. Um, Looks like, and I was like blown away with that and just like how beautiful it looked and like how amazing the soundtrack was and the score and how much it like inspired me to want to learn about orchestration and writing like that. And, um, and then, you know, I get to the game and I get to like, are, are spoilers okay, by the way, it's a 10 year old game. Yeah, I think they are. Okay, cool. If you didn't play it at this point, you know, you're, you're missing out. Yeah. So yeah um but uh yeah so i get to like chapter nine yeah, i'm fighting medusa right. and i'm just kind of like okay well that was fun but that was really short i you know it's, it's been 25 years and it was really fun it was great but then you know the credits play i'm like okay i guess i'll go outside or do something productive with my life or whatever and then hades fist comes up and rips the screen <laughs> open it and i was like and I you can't hear that, but just imagine me just shaking and my mouth just agape and my eyes just bugged out. I was like, oh my God, who's that? <laughs> and um, yeah, so then there's more game. <gasps> wow. And so just kind of progressing to the story. And then it's like all the twists and turns that that story took. I was just like, by the end of it, you're just like reeling, just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was not expecting it from a reboot of Kid Icarus, which was, you know, my favorite game growing up as a kid, and I loved that game, but, you know, like, he really, there wasn't really much else to go on, and Sakurai just created this whole story, um, you know, uh, and just, and it was just, just this wild ride, and it was just so, like, just just so emotional and like how like how much there was to the narrative and like how like how deep you can really go like um just with this i was just blown away just you know uh i i can't think of a nintendo game that really goes into that depth um that sort of like that or or like they keep it narrative but then the gameplay and the narrative weave together and you know it doesn't it doesn't stop or feel stale. Like the pacing feels so I just everything about that game. I was just, just blown away. I think that's honestly like my favorite memory is like experiencing that game for the first time. Like I kind of wish I can just like men in black, delete my memories and play yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, gotta, gotta find a way to do that. Just like erase your memories of a game so you can experience it again. Oh, so many games I would do that with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, the pacing in that game was just so good all around. Oh, absolutely. Just, every moment was just as impactful. It didn't, I mean, like it slowed down when it needed to, but like mm-hmm. the, in school, they taught us about the like interest rate or like the mm-hmm. interest level of like 
how when a viewer is watching something like mm-hmm. there are peaks and valleys of how focused they are and what's hmm. going on. But Interesting. I feel like the, the game was so able to retain it through all the different set pieces. Mm-hmm. Chariot race of that part where you're a dog. Yeah. Uh, the way where you're fighting the hydras and mm-hmm. where you have to go through that trial to get the three sacred weapons back and mm-hmm. so many specific moments oh yeah really well done it's so so awesome i love when like when uh pit wakes up after like three years and he's disoriented he doesn't know what's happened and nice. you know palatina had locked his soul away in a ring after she got taken over by the chaos kin and all that um and then like that kind of like moment of realization where he sees palatina again and it's just like you know it kind of like comes to like a halt and he's just in shock and you hear like the soprano solo like seeing that really like haunting like melody in the background that they you know that they use a lot in that whole character arc that whole like narrative arc um you know just like hearing that and it's just you know there's so much like really high energy and like really full orchestral music and then just in that moment it's just like that one like soprano soloist over like just very sparse orchestration underneath and it's just like your stomach like sinks you're just like oh god like this is really happening this is like a nightmare and you feel this despair and just like you know and they don't really have to even like say anything in that moment it's just that that narrative kind of like pause there and just the, the, the kind of like stripped down music the haunt that just so good it just it's, it has no business being this good i know yeah it's so I, underrated too it is every day i pray and i pray for an hd remaster. yeah that would be so much fun like i that would be people are playing the switch then play mm-hmm. the 3ds mm-hmm. so there could be such a big following if there was a way for more people to play it oh yeah absolutely it's it's yeah it really is a shame that like i feel like that game wasn't really given a chance i think people now you know there are some people now who are like oh you know this game was really good but i feel like kind of back then like it really wasn't given a chance and it's kind of sad yeah yeah it's sad. yeah it's a great but, game yeah it's it's yeah. a great game and it's great to see there are still people fondly remembering it for the mm-hmm. anniversary it was cool to see some of the voice actors yeah i gotta see the um the game explain video right oh no or... i didn't see that i know anthony del rio was doing like an instagram like oh. live stream thing so that oh, was that's so cool yeah but i didn't see the game explain video okay that. yeah no i gotta um yeah no i got i gotta check that out though too um yeah no that they um that game was like it was uh i don't know the time it kind of like hit me like that time in my life um i was having like a really hard time in that game like really mm. kind of uh you know it inspired like a lot in me and like it made me want to you know um work on my music again because you know i kind of go through like my peaks and valleys and my lulls and everything and that game really came out in 2012 and you know I started doing game audio like in 2014 I arranged um the Kid Icarus music from the original game for the um uh University of Maryland Gamer Symphony Orchestra 
um, in 2013, like the year after the game came out, and just like uh, I was, you know, I was in a not great place um, that time in my life when that game came out, like in just a bad relationship and had some just kind of bad circumstances and a lot of troubles. But that game, like, really um, meant a lot to me, like when it came out and really. Um, you know, it, it really uh, touched me and really inspired me in a lot of ways. So I really feel like it was cheesy as it is. Maybe it's not so cheesy, but just kind of like, I feel like we all kind of have a game that really shaped us as like a person. I think that game really did that for me. Oh yeah, totally. I can think of yeah. a bunch of games that were, I played them at low points in my life and they mm-hmm. helped me turn things around. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, uh, yeah, games are really like magic in that way, you yeah, know? Yeah, healing power, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think for me, it was meaningful because at the time I was in college mm-hmm. and I felt like I had this turning point there mm-hmm. where I was starting to see games as more of like a vehicle for storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, putting a lot of, I was playing, well, there were a bunch of, you know, big, like, narrative games that came out at the time. Yeah. Um, the Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, Nino Kuni. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really into that. Uh, yeah. And then Kid Icarus are a few, just like three games that stick out to me as being like, well, games can be so much more. Oh, yeah. No, it is. It's just so much like artistry behind like that game and just like ah oh, just just the music too like uh just, just so blown away just by everything about that game and you know it's so cool to hear that it like inspired you too like you know yeah kind of yeah like uh yeah no it, it really is it really i feel like goes above and beyond like so many games oh for sure <laughs> yeah Every every E3, I'm sitting there hoping. I know. HD. I'm like, oh, hopefully one day. I remember when the game came out, Sakurai was like, "You're gonna have to wait another 20 years for a sequel or something." (laughs) So I'm hoping that's not true. Maybe (laughs) right. We'll see. Maybe one day. You know, it's like I I like kind of see it as like it's such a good experience. And like, I want more, like there's so much more they can do in that universe. And there's so much like lore um, and everything that they can like really get into. And there's a lot, even um, I think the best storylines too will like kind of leave things unsaid, but kind of implied. Like they implied this kind of weird connection between Palutena and Medusa. And you know, from the original that they did rule together at some point, but you know, the game kind of implied like there's a little more to it than you might see or might know and medusa says like to palatina like oh this you know what would the mirror of truth reveal about you you know kind of implying that there's like this ugliness in her too and but we don't really see much of that you get this kind of like sort of speculation i really feel like the best narratives kind of leave room for that interpretation but at the same time you know there is a lot that they can explore i feel like you know they can go in so many directions so it would be so cool to see a new game but I'm also like really, really happy with what we got. And I would feel like, you know, um, 
it, it's like almost like it's like special in a way and i i would yeah, as much as i want to see a new game i wouldn't want to like spoil it with like i guess like um you know a game that's not as good or just like a bunch of stuff and everything like yeah, yeah but in the bottle could they really do it again yeah for sure you know i mean i think they can i definitely think they can but you know um i'd be happy if the series only ends up with like four or five games mm-hmm. and you know then i shuffle off my moral coil <laughs> that's it you know i don't yeah. need 27 games before you go up to sky world yes that's 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 right <laughs> that's where we all go when we die exactly <laughs> yeah and uh something i had a question which was something i like to ask is what's something about your process that nobody knows oh my my creative yeah. process oh hmm i don't know so i like I don't know. You know what? Like, I almost find like music making and like creativity. Um, there's obviously like artistry and creativity in it, but like, uh, I almost like kind of find it like scientific in a way too. Like, you know, this chord progression like will work really well here, and this like kind of like thinking about like how I can really like express this song and like really like kind of like make things come alive I feel like um comes like a lot like not just the creativity but from like the music theory like behind it and then kind of knowing like what chord changes like gets people like you know like going and stuff um you know so I guess there's that uh that I don't see it as all just like artistry I see like there is like kind of like a I guess a scientific side to it too Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah I also like delete a lot of stuff (laughs) or like you know I'll do a take and I'll delete it I'll do a take and I'll delete it and when I'm doing takes like of like me playing like I'm kind of like a perfectionist in this sense like I will sit there and I'll do like 47 takes of a guitar solo or whatever and uh I mean I'm a pretty good musician but like I like want it like right you know and I'll sit there all night and just work on it I mean I work pretty quick so like I'll go back and work on those takes but yeah I do a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of takes of stuff um I think more than any person probably should um so uh yeah I'm very like I guess meticulous in that sense with like my music I just want it to like you know, uh, be perfect. Um, not like perfect because music shouldn't be perfect, right, but yeah, like, you know, I just want like, yeah, yeah. I want it to be like, right. You know, right. and like sit really well and I like, get like that rhythm right in the pocket and, you know, like really get those notes to crescendo. Right. And everything. Um, yeah, I, uh, I like adding a lot of layers things too like uh layers. like huh? layers oh my music is like <laughs> i think you should say it <laughs> music is like onions alisa <laughs> as, 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 uh, 
<laughs> you know what it is what it is jared you know that you know dreamworks reference number two if you're keeping hell count. yeah <laughs> we gotta we gotta get a boss baby in there now oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i watched this i i saw this like clip of like five seconds of like a behind the scenes interview with toby mcguire have you seen this no wait is he is he the boss baby is that him no he is the boss baby's older brother oh okay okay and so he he's doing it's just like a five second thing from some interview he's doing he's he's talking about the boss baby the character and he says he's um like a little boss baby like a little man (laughs) he's so he's so little yes he's got a big head (laughs) oh my god that's that's great that's so funny I, I, you know, I, I admit I have not seen Boss Baby. I have. I saw it on a plane. It wasn't bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, it no, didn't I, have as much meme potential. Yeah, Don't no. Uh, Shrek is just a classic. You yeah. just like Shrek is just something. Shrek is. It, some days I wake up, I'm like, is Shrek even real? Like, <laughs> did this movie actually happen? With this ogre and all star and right donkey who talks <laughs> like who would have thought there'd be a talking donkey like yeah. it's it's crazy Something. it's nuts yeah I can't believe it really it's real you know um the only and also I haven't watched B movie but wait wait uh it, it like it's full original presentation I have watched B movie in one second though and I've watched that like a hundred times. <laughs> did you absorb it all did you <laughs> oh yeah no it's like it's a really good way to like i really feel like i understood the courtroom scene and just like the oh, jazz yeah. and how he gets swatted by the <laughs> and um i've also read part of the script like i've done like dramatic readings at um at orchestra dinner i i'll <laughs> start like reading the uh, the script out loud on my phone I've seen, have you seen those t-shirts some people have where it's like the entire script printed no! on? No! Oh, like, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. I, I shouldn't mention it now. Uh, <laughs> no, I know you already own like uh, 12 of those shirts and you have like the formal version too with like the bow tie oh, yeah. on it. Yeah, Yeah, I have uh, Barry B. Benson's actual tuxedo that he wore in the movie. <laughs> black and yellow yellow and black (laughs) oh i knew this is going to devolve into uh the moral implications of b movie oh yeah there's a lot it has a lot to say about the human condition do you Uh, know this the the seinfeld's uh canon timeline no so there's um well there first of all there's um uh, the griswold's christmas and Elaine is in that with her oh, ex-husband right. yes. yeah and then so she I guess leaves him after it turns out he's a dick and mm-hmm. I'm sorry can I say that on this show yeah you can say dick I, I I don't know how much further you can go than that okay I I can you can you can bleep that out oh. or like replace it with like uh, a jerk I'll just say the word jerk and you can put that in there <laughs> uh, so finds out that he's a jerk and then so she moves to New York um because she's from out of state or oh 
technically Maryland, but you know, whatever. She went to Chicago. Uh, so then, then Seinfeld is next in the Seinfeld canon universe. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, then we have Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is also takes place in the Seinfeld canon universe. And then I think there's like a coma story where uh, Jerry thinks he's a B, so that's B movie. And then he comes out of it and then he just becomes very fond of cars and then comedians and cars getting coffee. And I mean, there's not much to it. I thought it was, I thought it was like Zelda where they have the, the hero succeed timeline and the hero (laughs) succeeds and becomes a famous comedian in the universe. Then uh, comedians with cars getting coffee happens, but if he Hmm. fails, he gets reincarnated as a B and that's right. Oh yeah, that that's right. You, you got it right. You know more than I do. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Maybe next time uh, we do this show, uh, so I'd love to come back. We could talk about the Cobra Kai Karate Kid canon universe. Oh yeah, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> to get into there. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, and the Ace Attorney one too. This oh, one of those as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Oh. I have to ask one last question before we talk about mm-hmm. next time. And that is, what is your favorite pizza place? Oh, Pixel Pizza. Ah, thank you. <laughs> um, pizza place. I mean, there's, uh, there's, I live in like the pizza capital of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say where I live. But you know where I live, but I'm not going to like say it out loud. Like I'm not going to give my whole address or anything, but you know, um, I live in the pizza capital of New Jersey, which turns out is like all of North Jersey. But um, yeah, uh, there's there's a place called Jojo's, which my brother's called Jojo's Bizarre Pizza. It's really good. (laughs) They got like a Philly, Philly cheesesteak pizza um but yeah there's this this pizza everywhere it's, it's great i think uh that's gotta be up there what about you jared what's your favorite pizza place oh uh i think i've said it before uh there's this place i forget maybe you've come with me to it but it's called frank peppy's and mm. it's there's one in i think yorktown and there's another in connecticut where it's originally from Ooh, but okay really great I'm still figuring out what's the best pizza in my new town of Burbank, though. So, I mean, you're not in the New York, New Jersey area, so why bother? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All downhill from. uh, Oh, exactly. Have you seen the pizza around the country meme? No. Oh, I got. I gotta. I gotta show this to you. All right, we're a pizza meme. (laughs) Uh. Okay. okay pizza meme us usa oh i gotta find this okay if not i'm just explaining it to it you gotta visualize it yes explain it so our listeners can get the full all right so oh i found it i found it all right, i want you to see this so i'm yeah. gonna screen share with you i hope i have Ooh. screen sharing host disable screen sharing <laughs> oh, how do i enable it i didn't mean to disable it here i'll send you the link how about that do that that because i don't know how to change the it's on pinterest of course so you know because pinterest steals everything and claims it as their own and then makes some nfts oh yeah exactly the nft memes what what a what a time we live in okay 
I'm going to describe this. I'm going to give our viewers a pitch. Jared, have you ever heard of NFTs? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you how you can make some real money. <laughs> okay, so New York pizza is the classic, the good look, stuff. You know, yeah. Dripping with cheese, a little bit of grease, but thin crust topped with cheese. Chicago is deeper, thicker crust. It's got a little more tomato sauce on top, deep dish smothered in mafia bribes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that's what that was going to say. Uh, Philly is a bit square and it's all tomato sauce with a little bit of Parmesan cheese says thick and square, just like the people who live here. Okay, I'm not, I'm not advocating for these descriptions of our lovely viewers home cities maybe they <laughs> this could go on the uh the uh the dvd commentary yes okay st louis terrible crust covered with shame awful but <laughs> locals pretend to like it and it's all cut up in little squares little, detroit little it's i can't even tell what the detroit pizza is so it's the detroit is an american tire covered in cheese <laughs> wow <laughs> that that's what that is the california one might be a little a little a little too on the yeah yeah uh, uh ohio valley square crust topped with the tears of whoever made it <laughs> sorry if you're very sad in ohio yeah no i've been to ohio a couple of times it's um yeah it, you know it's fun i had fun good yeah cleveland cleveland does you know Ooh. cleveland rocks rock and roll hall yeah. of fame that's true uh, mm -hmm. Texas is a boot, an old boot covered in ants. Boston's the That's best one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, a plate of tacos. They followed the wrong recipe. Too stubborn to admit it's not pizza. You sound like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> so that's that's pizza of the United States. Pizza, the pizza we tour. Learned, we learned it here. Yeah. So, you know, I did have really good pizza in Seattle. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And Miami, actually. Oh, really? Um, nice. So in Seattle, uh, I went with my friend um, at PAX and he took me to get pizza. He's like, no, I insist. It's really good. And I'm like, I'm from Jersey, man. I don't, I don't believe you. And it was mm -hmm. really good. So, uh, and then in Miami, while uh, 99 percent of the pizza is horrible and makes me want to retch um there's really good like argentinian pizza place Ooh. and a really good cuban owned pizza place i think they put like picadillo on the pizza which is just like ground beef and stuff but it was good Ooh. but then everything else is like little caesars uh. yeah pizza pizza more like no no <laughs> hey i am hoping there was a picture i don't know if it was a meme i don't know if it was real uh, Little Caesars is going to do a sonic shaped calzone pizza. No. Is it blue? <laughs> no, it's not. It's Damn it. The head of his silhouette. But <laughs> you know what? They got to they gotta have a gimmick. They yeah. know how much else going for them. That's, that's probably right. I'm sorry to any Little Caesars fans out there, but you're wrong. <laughs> oh how wait if we're talking about pizza do you know the altoona pizza no what's that 
Oh no. Okay, I, I would show you picture, but I don't want you to like, like lose your lunch or anything. Um, but it's like really gross, like thick bread, and then like a layer of like craft American singles that are like half melted oh. over like a kind of like a piece of salami or something or a ham. <sighs> Yeah, you don't even have to show me the picture. That's that's enough to make me cringe. Oh, it's terrible. It's it's, it's horrible. All I'm right. sorry. It's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so uh, to recover from that, viewers, let's go. <laughs> We're going to transition into our last musical break from the show. And this is this is a soothing track. This is Home. So thank you so much, Elisa, for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a blast. And, yeah. Uh, where where can our listeners keep track of what you're up to? Um, well, for now, until um, I guess things change, uh, you can find my album on acmenez.bandcamp.com. Um, but Bandcamp was... Can I talk about this? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Bandcamp was just purchased by Epic Games. So, you know, it's only a matter of time before my music turns into an NFT completely against my will. So go download it while you can. Um, otherwise, I won't even own it. So it's going <sighs> to be a short night. It's going to be oh. uh, a track you get when you are riding the battle bus. Yeah, and you're flossing and you hear Dark Pits theme. <laughs> <laughs> no covers allowed either, apparently, on Bandcamp oh. anymore, which is a shame. But yeah. Um, but yeah, and also you can follow my orchestra, um, New Jersey Gamer Symphony Orchestra. In a couple of weeks, uh, we should have a um, uh, some concert videos up. Great. So yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. And I guess you can follow me on Twitter at AC Menez. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us, listeners. And we will see you next week for episode 11. So enjoy the track. Again, this is home for Meet the Light. We'll have a link to that in the description. And bye-bye.